Hello, welcome to Creating Space. Uh, I am Nixon. And I am Charlie. And together we are your hosts for the next few minutes, few moments. And we look forward to um, really diving into our own, own insights. So Charlie, what are we doing here? We're out here just sharing everything that we've learned, everything that we're going to continue learning and just giving insight and knowledge to absolutely everything that we can share light on. 100% and we, um, we are humans and we relish the human experience and we're avid students of life and as we learn we share and this is what it's all about. It's all about creating space in our minds and in turn creating space in yours to fulfill your own empowerment. Um, so yeah, we, we really look forward to, to hearing what you have to say so please reach out to us on socials as well as share, like and subscribe. Um, but until then, enjoy. Welcome back to Creating Space. You're with Nixon. And you're with Charlie. And um, Charlie, how are you? I'm good. Um, you know, to be honest, I'm pretty, a bit fuzzy today. Fuzzy? I'm a bit fuzzy today. I, I let loose on the weekend a little bit, like food eating wise. Yeah, and yeah, I was just yeah. like, you know, long weekend vibes. Long weekend vibes. You long know, weekend it's easy vibes. to get caught up. And um, no, I just went a little bit carefree, but I just really now, oh man, I tell you what, I felt the... I felt the effects of slipping up on my diet a little bit. And they weren't huge slip ups, were they? Not really. Just off menu. It's just like, remember I said I've been going with like that whole organic change and trying to so eat a little big bit. change. Any fuck up's a big change. Yeah. So once you go from that, like that, like that type of eating with um, that intent and then coming straight into like completely yeah, yeah, off 100%, the bandwagon. 100%, 100%. Like I ate a kebab for the first time. Yep. Like, <laughs> to me that's normally yucky but i was just like i don't know i feel like a kebab yeah, yeah, no. ate a kebab and i was just rotten after that like i yeah. was i don't want to share too much information but when i was sleeping i was a lot of air yeah <laughs> <laughs> after that i had some ice cream and i just woke up like i had a good sleep but it just mm. it just goes to show like how food like i'm real big on food but it just goes to show how food actually like can affect like my mental clarity and just my physical performance because i was just like if I wasn't so motivated and if I wasn't so like just my habit mm. to go to the gym, if it wasn't so strong, yeah, I could, I would, there was about 10 lists of excuses I could have gave myself just then. Oh, I'm tired. Oh, you feel sore. You're exhausted. Definitely. And it was legit just because of the food I ate. Yeah. That was the only thing different because I had more sleep. Mm. Yet now I'm telling myself I'm walking, like I'm almost about to like try and bail on training, but like, training is me yeah so i'm gonna get to the gym but it was just like wow just like just really gave me a uh, that's yucky <laughs> yeah i was just like oh man like eating bad food it just makes you like it goes to show like if i if that's a constant habit on my in my lifestyle then how many times i'm going to tell myself i don't want to go to the gym every morning i'm just made myself i just made the situation harder than it needs to be and imagine and coming from someone who's recently transitioned like into like really eating healthy um, and focus, like eating with intention. Mm. Imagine yourself doing that and that's your day-to-day. -day. Like you just experienced for one weekend. You can kind of start yeah. to empathize where people are at, where they start to like cop out kind of things like, oh, I'm not going to go here. They make some excuse and validate their reasons for it. You can kind of understand now. Yeah. Because it's like the, the, the food feeds the mind. Legit. And like, oh, that's... that's <laughs> That's another. I, I don't know how many times I could be so like stressed the point of 
watch what you eat. Yeah, like yeah. It's not in a, in, not not so more. It's not so much for you how you look. It's pretty much how you're gonna feel from it mm. and stress that importance. And then you'll really like. And I think it all starts with health. Yeah. Like getting to this um, empowerment of yourself always starts with taking care of your body. Yeah. So and what how, you can do now, like how you can eat, like you need eat. So it makes sense to make what you eat with intention, like choose what you eat with intention. And it starts letting you grasp the, grasp the idea of um, feeling, feeling yeah. good. Like, and you know, when you feel good, you feel like you can do anything. Like when you look good, you feel good. When you feel good, you want to be good. That's the, the, the free um, principles that I follow. Definitely. Um, but yeah, so I was about to say something else in regards to the health thing. But it's just, I'm just so appreciative. It was actually a nice, humble reminder. That's what I was going to say. Yep. It was a nice, humble reminder of why I do what I do. Yeah, 100%. And why I stay on, t- uh, why I stay on point. Because mm. to me, that staying on point mentally, physically mm. is more important than the satisfica- uh, satisfaction that I would get from enjoying that food for the moment. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. But look how it's just like, yeah, look, think about it. It's, that gave me 20 minutes of um, pleasure. Yeah. And has wrecked six hours of my morning. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's mm, not worth it. <laughs> I don't know. Let me weigh that up on the scale. Six hours to 20 minutes. Oh, yeah, no, 100%. I get it. Um, like, I've, you've read out that meal plan for me. And um, it's, it's like the recovery, like, yeah, I was sore, but the recovery over the weekend was really quick from, compared to what I've experienced in the past. So, and I, definitely feel like it's due to the the, the intention of food yeah you know, that's that, a well-structured meal plan yeah just for people to know that's yeah yeah no it's very well structured and it was it was good and you know i'm not going to go into the gory details but there was a certain aspect of um cleanse of the colon that that i've noticed <laughs> of, um and you know i said to, <laughs> i said to you i said um, I, I have these thoughts where I'm like, oh, this poop's brought to you by Charlie. <laughs> you know, it's like the ad man voice in my head. Straight internal clean out. <laughs> but, but yeah, no, I noticed it. Yeah, I will, I will say though, what the food, like, look, as much as I felt crappy, I did a little workout. I did a little workout and I sent all the lads a little sexy pick of myself. Yeah, you know? I understand. And hey, I, no, I gotta lie, I can see the extra calories going to the right places. Yeah, no, I was like, oofed. <laughs> I saved it for later. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, hundred percent. It was good, and <laughs> I, I was I was so pumped, and I was ready to start like um, to today, and um, go back in the training. Um, oh, you know what you need to tell us? What your vinyasa? Oh, <laughs> session on a Saturday. Yeah, so I did the vinyasa yoga. So I'm trying something new. Like if anyone's following me on 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 socials and stuff, I'm. Um, Pretty much um, on most days I put up a, now that I'm on this transformation physically, I put up something and, um, but yeah, I tried, I'm trying something new. So I trying yoga. So I did yin yoga on Thursday. I'm like, oh, this yoga is pretty, this yeah, yoga yin thing's yoga, pretty yin, easy. Yin yoga is chill. Yin yoga is like, yeah, it's like a lot of stretching and stuff. And I really like that. Eh? I really like the yin yoga stuff. Yeah, That's me really too. Me too. Well, definitely um, there's some guest opportunities coming up. Yes. Um, but we, <laughs> the vinyasa yoga, um, it was, I think it was four of us in the class. I was the only male in there and it was. Um, so this is, the, this is the intense version. This is a little bit more body <laughs> movement, a little bit more jumping, a little bit more physical. Yeah. It was a, so this a, is a bit more of a workout. Type a lot, yoga. Of, lot more holding your weight with your arms. And, um, and I just finished that f- well, Friday is, yeah, ice, biceps. 
Yeah, arms, shoulders, arms. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, so I was gassed already and then I was like, I was sweating. I was sweating hard. I was, I was, I was sweating and shaking. I'm like, I'm on, what, what, am I doing it wrong? Is, is this meant to? And she's like, just, just breathe through it, be in your head. I'm like, well, I am. <laughs> I, I'm in my head and I'm trying, she goes, oh, just, if you need to do this, like if you need to change your position, do something that day, I'm like, I need to change my position to the corpse. That's the corpse pose. That's, <laughs> just that's, lay, that's just laying on your that, back. That's my pose. I'm gonna do the cor- this downward dog thing's getting too too tough for me at the moment. Uh, so I'm gonna do corpse. You know, but you know what's funny? Like when I do the downward dog, and you're meant to get into a nice like peak triangle. Yeah, I am legit still a plank. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm a plank with a little bump to it, a little booty bump, a little booty bump oh. plank. And then yeah, there was um yeah there was a few other ones there, and there was one where I had to like downward dog and then lift my one of my feet my one of my legs up and then turn it around and pivot and i'm like it's just but did you find as you were going through it you were getting a little bit more flexible and a little bit more flexible oh i understand like good a good good a good stretch um but it was yoga people to practice yoga i i tip my hat off to you You guys you guys are um you guys could show those those gym junkies a, a thing or two, right? But that too, relating to the gym, yeah. Like my range of motion, my flexibility, and then just my like just my recovery mm. from the the dynamic stretching and the yin yoga is a little bit more static. Yeah, has improved massively over the last five weeks. Yeah, okay. And yeah, I can cool. feel the difference that I'm like, wow, the yoga is actually like really good. Like I'm just like I'm not getting. Normally I get this real awkward nerve pinch from an yeah, injury yep. from an injury back in the day. And um, it's actually like subsiding. Like it's, it's, mm. it's almost minimal in a lot of these exercises that I would normally have to like crank my belt up to the fullest just yep. to prevent that, um, just to create some safety and stability around that area. Yep. But it's crazy how it's, that is transitioning into my athletic performance. Yeah, like yeah, it's, 100%. It like it's full dynamic stretch, but it's actually improving my um, physical performance. Cool. Uh, yeah, I definitely found that in yin because um, I was, Thursday we did it, Thursday midday, and then that night I was like really, really sore for some reason. Uh, and this yin yoga is like, they, it's a really deep stretch. Um, well, it's just a long stretch, right? It's, um, it's funny how you don't realize how good stretching is. They tell you to stretch mm. and, it's, and it's people really stress the importance of it. Even, um, Goggins was a full hardcore, like, you know, he's a fitness freak. He's, a, he's, a, he's the unbreakable man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yep. Then he, he, at the end of the book, he started telling how he started transitioning from like what was going to, what actually helped him was stretching. He actually flipped it. The amount of time that he spent training for running, he did for stretching instead. That actually fixed his body to, I can't remember what was in the book where he was, uh, his, uh, what, he, what he ended up suffering from, but he was yep. getting, he had this mad. What mind. book was that? Is that you can't? You can't hurt me? You can't hurt me, yeah. yeah. Yeah, And then by the end of the book, he was telling us like he had all these weird knots that like and all these weird injuries and all these things and they pretty much all got sorted out from the exact amount of time he put into training, he put into stretching. Yeah. And the stretching actually like dissolved all the issues. I understand. And now he's like an advocate of like stretching. Yeah. So take that unbreakable man giving you the yeah giving the know-how and telling you why you should be stretching. I, I, I love it. And then... So like I I was super sore on that Thursday, but then Friday I woke up and I was like, like I don't know, just healed all of a sudden. So the power of healing and stretching definitely there. Um, but yeah, no, just a little bit more. Um, 
I'll share them. Um, I've got gout. <laughs> I woke up with <laughs> So you messaged me last night. And I was like, you are an old man. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. So I'm like not doing anything bad or eating anything bad. I literally, so in this diet, I, I messaged Charlie. I was like, okay, I'm eating a piece of salmon every, like every day. I said, can we switch it out? Because I've got gout now. <laughs> um, so what what people don't know about gout is some fish products can actually, it's a buildup of uric acid in the body and it can build up in your joints and it really feels like glass in your joints. So it just immobilizes you. Um, oh, that sounds horrible. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not great. So, yeah. It's so, a silly name, but. Yeah, it is a silly name. Silly name. And I need a different name for um, glass ple- foot. Glass foot. Glass foot. Yeah. I'll, I'll take that more serious. Yeah, glass foot. Gout. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, from a healthy diet <laughs> or a healthy lifestyle change, um, yeah, I got, I got gout. So, kind of put me off a day of training. So, I didn't train today because I got a rest. But, um, yeah, that's, um, that's the week that was. That's super important. That's just trial and error until yeah. you find out what works exactly. Like you can't just because you have that doesn't mean it's going to stop you. It no. just means that you just have to find another avenue. Well, already on it, I was like, yeah. I was like, what can we change? Yeah. So, yeah. The name. We can change the name. Change the name. <laughs> it's we'll, not longer gout. We'll it is glass salmon. foot, and we yeah. can, that's where we start. Okay? Yeah, hundred percent. And it really sucks because I'm a. I love seafood. Like love it, love it so much, and I have to kind of say goodbye to it for a little bit until no. like, I get a tolerance. Um, but. Here we are. Charlie, what are we talking about today? Today we're talking about relationship with thoughts. Mm. And, and we, we decided this is a very broad topic. So we decided for, like, for us to dive into this. We sort of like dive into more of a specific area in regards to all of this. Because you can say relationship with thoughts and it's so mm. broad. Like it's, you, can do, you can dive into so many different ways. But um, what we wanted to talk about is more of the, the difference between facts and truths. Yep. So in this, it's sort of like, um, I'll sort of let you, I'll let you take this bit because you sort of um, got the big know-how on this before. Yeah. So as we mentioned before, we're putting ourselves through some studies and um, we're going, firstly, I'm going to put out some credit to um, Sharon Pearson, um, who is a coach and teacher and mentor. Um, um, and she has the coaching institute, which is school, and she also has a podcast called Perspective. So I'm going to shout them out because um, they definitely, those um, three sources definitely have enabled us to. Um, yeah, I think a lot of people should be listening to Perspectives because oh, it legit is like every episode is very eye opening, hundred percent. And it's like it's and it's crazy because you think you can talk about this stuff in this like. You feel, I feel like sometimes it can get sort of looped over and sort of sound like it's just rewording of the same stuff, but yep. just how broad, yeah, like perspectives, the way she delivers the information is absolutely nuts in like relationships, children relationships, um, other stuff, business. It just, it's crazy. It's just definitely, this is where like when we say it's super important to do the work, it actually transitions into a lot of other things to create greatness in a lot of aspects of your life 100 so she gives you a little bit of and i love her harsh harsh truth because people it's not as easy as just letting go yeah there is so much more to the idea of understanding yourself Mm. to understand what letting go means yeah you know what i mean it's like no longer be a victim to the idea let it be a strength and then that over there is like where she i love that how she gives such a um strong but intellectual answer of 
why is yep. important. She's got even like you could even start with one that you sent me first before we get into our topic was um, how she calls it the power of how. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's almost like flipping of the power of now. Cool, I understand. It's got great things, but it's like it totally leaves you in the air. Yeah, hundred percent. And now we we have like I think what hit us really really well with this one is the fact that we you know Eckhart Tolle you know we found some some goodness and spirituality in that but this kind of applies some evidence-based um and logic-based systems into the the relationship a healthier relationship with thought um yeah so I guess we'll, we'll the first thing that we've found and we've discovered is um Differentiating between facts and truth. Now, there, um, I kind of, I was living life thinking that they were kind of the same thing. Like if I was defending in my truth, I was defending a fact. But the thing is, facts are based on reality. So gravity is a fact. Uh, The fact that I'm talking on this microphone uh, for a podcast is a fact. Now, Truth. Truth is subject- subjective to the individual um, based on their feeling of, uh, of an event or a subject. So um, if I was to say how I'm feeling, so the difference is I could be sitting here talking on the mic and feeling, what am I feeling? Um, I'm feeling excited to, to share this, um, but someone else, maybe feeling discomfort discomfort in the same position same thing i was having a, com- a lovely conversation with a with a mate of mine ricky and um i was explaining this to him and i said i woke up at you know 4 a.m went for a walk at 5 a.m i feel grateful that i showed up for myself and i'm feeling grateful for this conversation that i'm having with you where someone else might have been like feeling ungrateful or they might feel, oh, I can't wait to, to get back to bed, not be so excited to be there in that moment. Both truth. They're both true to, to, to the individual. Not a fact, but they are both true. And that's why truth is subjective. Um, and there was a thought, um, that a quote from, from, from SP and um, to free ourselves from, to be, to be a little bit more self-aware, um, no feeling represents reality. It only represents our thought in this moment. So I repeat that. That's no feeling represents reality. It only re- represents our thought in this moment. Which kind of goes into um, a topic that you have um, in relation to um, the thing and the thought of. Yeah, so normally when we get ourselves sort of lost in thought, and um, because we related to this because this is what really gets us limited in our in, in, in our in our life experience, especially in the moment. This is our of, first aha moment I found. Yeah, and this is yeah, it really is. It's sort of like when you sort of realize that you have to sort of learn what the truths and the facts are mm. is when you get yourself stuck in situations that sort of create anxiety. Mm. Because what anxiety really is is our thoughts and feelings that create fear that create this anxiety that now allow us to sort of create thoughts that might be not real. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? They're not real truths. They're just, I, right now, this is what I feel. Well, they're a truth, but they're not a truth that serves you. They just give you pain. And there might not be a truth at all. It might be a false truth to yourself yeah, yeah, at the same time too. Um, because I know I can make up a lot of, you, you get so caught up in a thought, you lose the facts, you lose the, you lose the truth. Yeah. And you've created a reality, yeah. a false reality of truth that actually doesn't serve because mm. you've created a situation that is like, when you look at the reality of it, if you're able to get yourself out of there, we talk about this type of stuff in the aha moments mm. is because we, now we're able to catch ourselves early. Yep. So we don't allow it to consume our life. Mm. So when we have these, um, when this happens, when these come about, <laughs> like I know I've done this plenty of times and I've sort of created this. It's like you, you're going somewhere. Yep. You're, going, you're going to be somewhere. You think you're going to see someone or yep. you, you think of the worst thing that could possibly happen in the moment where you just feel like I'm going to get my ultimate rejection or ultimate embarrassment. Yep. And when you look back at reality of it, none of these things are happening because it actually hasn't. Yeah, it's in the future. It's in the future. Yep. But your thoughts and your feelings, when, they, when these two um, coincide with each other, yep. they actually make it feel like it's a false reality. Yeah. Because you're so dived into this world that you've created an alternate world of your present moment now because you're not living in your moment you're living in another lifetime yeah and then you come to realize it's a lifetime that actually hasn't happened yep you've lost the moment yep you created reality and now you've actually created and disrupted yourself and created all this emotional disturbance to something that's not even real so what's that trans what is that thing that transports the anxiety of an event into the present what's that thing that transpires yeah yeah, it's the mind. Yeah. What are you saying with that? Sorry. Like it's the, the thought of. The thought of, yeah. And we get lost in that thought of. Mm. And then, um, but so this is where we need to be aware. We need to be aware of these because these are the ones that like when you allow yourself to get caught up to me, when you get allow yourself to get caught up in this with these anxious thoughts and these with these ideas, it's sort of like, it's just, you got to look what you're doing to yourself. Mm. You create this unease, you, and it could be for hours before the event, or you actually create it months before. Yep. Now you're just ruining months before leading into this opportunity, and it can be very limit, limiting to us. And and then at the same time too, we just spoke about it. You just create a loop of of thought that does not serve you. Then it gets to a point where you just create a rabbit hole, and you can't even get out of it. Mm. Now you've gone you've gone so far deep into this situation that you sort of just completely lost yourself. Yeah, and that too, and it's sort of like you got to realize what you're doing to yourself in the moment of your of your actual present moment, because in this moment you are denying yourself from this moment that you're actually denying yourself from relationships, from committing to work, um, from, and then you actually realize you get very self-absorbed that you actually can't even concentrate. Mm. So you, you got to be careful. And this is why we want to, this is one of these aha moments where we're so like, cool, if we can catch ourselves early in this, yep. we're able to take our moment back and realize that's a thought. Mm. That is not real. Mm. I know what's real because I know my truths. Yep. But to get there is a little bit hard. And that's where you need to do all this other stuff to sort of like find yourself and more so to have that perspective on being like, I am not my feelings. Yeah. My feelings are just a representation of my thoughts at this, of this, at this moment. 100%. That's it. And then, so the takeaway from here, as far as identifying your thoughts and like, say for instance, you have a point of a, say for anxiety about an occasion coming up. It is not the thing or the event that is actually bringing you that. It's the thought of the the event. So it's not 
Like it's it, the same thing when you're talking with people. It's not the person. And I'll dive into that a little bit later. But it's the thought of that that is bringing you anxiety, which is cool because, it, and it is kind of a little bit of, um, uh, especially with how how our minds are, are built um, at this point of time, it, it is can it just just kind of so, so, soak it in a little bit because it, it is a little bit conflicting with how we are race, you know. Um, so it is it's not the thing, it's not the event, but it's the thought of the thing or the event that causes you the pain. And um, I kind of did an order on myself and I'm like, okay, if I was if I was a critic, what would I say? And I was like. Well, what happens if it's a recurring issue? Because that's proven to be, you know, that that gives me that pain. Again, it's still a thought of a previous event. You bring it into the future. Now you're thinking with the basis of that pain, you're bringing that pain into the thought of the future. So, look, if you need to press press that 15 seconds back and re-listen to it, please do. Because it did. It took me a while to, I read it out and it took me a while to kind of soak in. But when it does soak in, what it does is it frees you to be, oh wow, it's in my power. Like I can I can change it. Yeah. And the reality of it is the thought or the truth that you accept from that thought is the truth that that changes your reality. So it's like a stepping process. You define what you decide which truth you want, and it's a truth that's either giving you pain or giving you power. And then you can go from there, accept that into your own reality. You've just created a reality by your own design. And if I was to choose what I'd want to do, that's the life that I'd want to choose. The reality through my own design. Um, and that's where we start to feel empowered. That's the, that's the, that's the juicy part of life. And um, I think this is why it hit us so hard because we could kind of see the possibilities, you know. And the, and the brain is, it's, don't get scared of your brain. Your thoughts are beautiful. And like what we do and how we, what we use it for is amazing. But I think we've got to remember too, like we've been built to solve problems. Mm. So what happens when you have a, when, you, when these ideas or things come through, you've actually, we're problem solving machines. Yep. Your, your brain has attached to a problem because this is what's worrying you. Mm. Now you've allowed your, your, your problem-solving brain to try and figure out 20,000 ways to try and solve the problem. Mm. And when you think you're actually helping yourself, mm. you're actually creating more discomfort. Yeah. Which and is, which is you got, that's where it's super important where you've got to catch yourself because yeah. I think you allow yourself to try and find 10 possible steps to try and avoid this one thing you're trying mm. to feel, but yet you're feeling it the whole way through through your thoughts of the 10 steps. Yeah. And I think that's where like that's, that's kind of like where the solution is and being problem solving machines that we are or people that we are is also in its pain point as well because we're problem solving we're always trying to find the problem whereas if we're like if our, we change our thoughts in a way to be kinder to ourselves we're like cool we're adaptive so yeah we're problem solving things but we're also opportunity seeking mm. and and solution seeking so we're as we are we more than history is, has has proven this is that we're adaptive we're quite adaptive we're we're super adaptive in what we can do we find limitations to our own makeup so we generate we create technology in order to for us to keep on adapting you know that's how 
that's how resourceful we are. So if we kind of take that into our own mind is that, yes, cool, we're problem-solving we're, we're problem instruments, but we adapt onto that as far as opportunity-seeking. And how to do that is to, and this is where we get caught up, is because we try and problem-solve things we can't control. Mm. Yeah. All right, cool, that's a waste of time. I'll tell you straight up. That's not an opportunity. Yeah? <laughs> that's yeah. not an opportunity. You're going to completely waste your time. Yep. You just go straight into the thinking, yeah, we're problem-solving human beings that's mm. what we're designed for that's what we do but you just go to start solving the problems of what you can't control yeah and start there straight away and i'm telling you you'll, you'll save yourself a lot of trouble and turmoil mm. and i don't won't dive into it too much but just with that there you relabel that problem yes that's a straight reframe yeah yeah um now it's like okay we've got this awareness and this is this is all well and good i've got this awareness what charlie what do we do with it like, what do we do? What have you found ways in order to, to cope to, with this awareness? And, you know, there's, there's certain things that you have found that's been, like, we've, we've discussed it beforehand that I've, I've found really, really good for me as well. What you got to do is you need to come and realise what you're doing as, as soon as you know you're doing it. Yeah. And I think it's sort of my, like my biggest indicator is, like, understanding your feelings. mm Understanding why you're disturbed and trying to get to the bottom of that disturbance is the best thing that you can do as soon as you start feeling it. Yeah. So for me, when, like, when I get uncomfortable discomfort, I, I don't like feeling like that. Mm. So I need to find a way how to, how to remove that energy from me. And yep. I think for me, uh, for me, it's like I, get, I am a problem solver, but I'll go straight to the root of it. Yeah, I'm vulnerable enough to admit a lot of these things that sort of causing me grief. Mm. This is the hard thing. This is that 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 technique and that skill has taken me a long time to just be able to just go. Yeah, I might be the problem. Yeah, you know what I mean. Or that might be the problem. Or just admit some stuff that you can't, you wouldn't admit because you don't want to take responsibility or accountability mm. of your actions. Yeah. So and that is my biggest one. My biggest one is that, and, and it come down to that reframing of my thinking. You know what I mean? Like I'll come down to what I can control and what I, instead of what I can't control because I come to realize the stuff that I can't control. I can't control how you think. Mm. I can't control your perception of me. That's right. And that's going to be my base of time. What I can control is how I see me mm. and how I feel about me. And how I keep myself accountable. So that way, if you do think of me that way, that's your, that's your, that's your issue, man. So yeah. So when you see the facts, yeah, I know my truths. Yeah. So that's been one of my biggest things is sort of like trying to find those answers, empower myself in that way. So mm. because if not, we're going to be limiting ourselves through experience because if I'm going to be worrying about what you think all the time, I'm not going to make these big jumps because I'm too scared of being seen a different way. Yeah. You know what I mean? If I'm going to think about or worry about what you think, I might not do that thing because I don't, it doesn't look cool. Yeah. And you're stuck in that thought of like your anxiety or your, your, latency of action is based on that thought of what you think that other person is thinking of you and it's like just saying it's dizzy and then i come to realize i'm like i need to know my truth so i don't deny myself through my experience yeah i might want to do ballet yeah i might want to fucking do it right i'd and if you want to do ballet bro you know what I mean? It might I'd be actually things, probably do it with you. Bro. But if I'm going to sit there and worry about what you think, I might not even take that opportunity of ballet mm. just because the same fact is like, it's not Charlie. Mm. Charlie's never done that. He's not ballet. He's got, does the blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And it could I'm be like, small steps like I'm doing now, yoga. 
Yeah, you and know? Just, it's straight up thinking that they're going to laugh at you. Like yeah. that's this is where I feel like we get caught up in the whole the judgment of others is what limits us to sort of what denies ourselves to finding our truths and yeah. staying to our truths. But in those moments, I can give you some ways to sort of kind of cope when your mind goes a little bit on overdrive. Yeah, just some things that you can take into action or power. Yeah, and it's more like, yeah, take, take these takeaways. And what I, what I found useful for myself is sort of like when my mind does get that into that into those thoughts and goes into the thoughts and goes into that rabbit hole of exhaustion. Mm. And you know how and you know how it feels when I'm talking to you guys right now. Yeah. Because if this hits, you know what I'm speaking about because you've created a reality, that a false reality that isn't true and you put so much energy into it that you actually believe it so – now you've created stress, you've created anxiousness, you created just all these negatives to your life yep. in this moment of something that wasn't real. So what I do is I make sure like I get enough sleep. Yeah. Like one of my biggest things is I turn off my brain. I need to figure out how to turn off my brain. And that's the thing as sleep hygiene as far as what you do, like the foreplay before sleep is that phone needs to go away. Oh yeah, you need you need to limit ways to sort of make your I still uh, struggle with that to be honest, bro. <laughs> I like, still, we I, spoke about it last time and I'm, I'm getting caught out from it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was, no, I'm like I was uh, just stressing to port out. I know I don't really do it that well, but uh Yeah, but we're progress, you know, we're progress. Sometimes I, I still struggle with it, you know. Um but yeah. Yeah, so with, with the whole sleep factor what I'm talking about is you need to make sure that you learn oh, if the best way if sometimes you can't stop thinking. Mm. Just go to sleep so you shut your brain off. Try and find ways to calm yourself down just so you can get some rest because I'm telling you what, nothing nothing good comes from a tired mind. Mm. A tired mind knows how to get into the rabbit holes even more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So don't allow that because when you're not when you're when you're tired, you're not thinking straight and you actually will attach yourself to thoughts that would I'm telling you, if you come and look at the reality of it, it is so far from true. Yeah, you know what I mean. So be careful. You should uh, write a note down to get um, to try and source out a sleep expert or someone that can kind of do that for a future episode. So, one hundred percent. Yeah, I'm actually a professional sleeper. Yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> I, I got so many problems of napping twenty four. Yeah, well, actually, um, <laughs> if you guys want to comment on our socials, what's the difference between a nap and a sleep? Because a two hour, two hour nap, three hour nap is that is that a sleep or? That Charlie? is a that is a straight nap. That's, <laughs> that's, a, that's a nap. That's, 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 I had a nap before you got here, and I was really tired. Um, no, and another <laughs> before we get carried away, um, uh, another thing that I found useful is I, I developed ways to sort of create a relaxation response. Yep. So sort of like once I start feeling like that, and a nap isn't an opportunity that I can have because you might not have a bed or you don't want to just just not it's not accessible right now Mm. i'll go into deep breathing i'll go into some guided imagery where i'm sort of thinking of a positive situation like all these things that to me seem so weird Mm. uh, actually very useful i would use guided meditation guided imagery to sort of have affirmations and words of positivity and words to sort of calm me down to sort of take me out of my mind and there's some really good stuff that um mindful meditation stuff to really make you really sit Mm. and just really like they actually really take you out of your head and just be like Your thoughts, your thoughts, yeah. kind of thing, and it's, it's silly. It's, it's try something new. Yeah, like it, it, like I said, if it, if you don't believe it, believe it until it is. Yeah, hundred percent. I'll prove. Like I'll say you tried it, and I'll actually try it. Say you tried it, and for say no, it didn't work for me. That's fine. On to the next experiment. Yeah, but just pretty much develop a relaxation response. It, it can yep. be whatever you need it to be. It could be whatever works for you. Some, that sometimes helps. for me, it's box breathing for me. So it's three in, hold at the top, three out. Yeah, hold at the bottom. And you know, I've been uh, actually talk about that. Yeah, box breathing. Like, 
I'd like to do breath, these breath locks. Yep. And it's like, you go up and hold your breath and I'll hold it for as long as I can. Yep. And then you're too busy worrying about trying to cut your breath back. True. <laughs> that True. You actually, that is actually just takes you out of the, it takes you out of the thought and that flow of whatever you, like whatever chaos you were creating before. So I actually go in. Again, do not try if you're, if you're driving. <laughs> do not do that if you're driving. <laughs> but I hold it as long as I can and I squeeze everything. Like I, yeah. this is the techniques that I learned and I just started doing it myself because I liked how I actually just get full into like, yeah, too yeah. busy worrying about trying to catch my breath back now. That yep. actually takes me out of my head. Yep. Um, Try that if you like. Yeah, um, I will. And there is, look, we talk about say, don't be distracted, but there is healthy distractions. Mm -hmm. There is some things that you can do because we need to take, you need to learn how to take yourself out of your head mm. because when you allow these thoughts and create these false realities, like I said, it, it loops and it's very hard to get out of. So you need to sort of force yourself into something that actually takes your mind away from that actual thought. So things, it could be just as simple as going for a walk. It could be listening to music, doing housework, reading a book, calling a friend, just something that just gets you out of thinking what you're thinking right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is more of the stuff when you're like in the, in the top, in the peak of your chaos, when you just can't control yourself. Mm. Another thing you can do is what I spoke about before. I was like straight up face your fears. Yep. Just go fear facing. Just go straight punching on with that, with um, whatever that fear is, and whatever that 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 whatever's coming up that's limiting you from moving forward. Mm. So we've um, and a couple of questions you can ask yourself is sort of like you can ask yourself. I go, what am I really anxious about? That could be the first question you can ask yourself to try and identify where it is. And you go, how likely is it, is that my fear will? How how likely is it that it will come true? Yep. Like just check yourself. How what's the probability of this actually coming true? What's the fact of that? Yeah. <laughs> what's the like? You know what I mean? And then, um, and only till then you'll be able to kind of you start narrowing down and start identifying the that that process. So you need to identify that process so you can get into the next phase where it's sort of like you start reframing your thinking. Now you started seeing what you can't control, what's sort of limiting you. Now you can see what. Now you start diving in what you can control instead of fixing thinking of the problem. Let's think of um another solution so i can enjoy my moment and it might yeah. be to say that it could be preempting an event yep you you don't want to see this one person because this one person has created discomfort in your life but at the end of the day you gotta remember that i'm not there for that person yep i'm here to celebrate this person's birthday and yep. this person means something to me i understand let that be your fuel and your motivation to go and challenge that fear or be that in the presence of those people yep that's just an idea that's yep. just a, that's just a, that's a, that's an example. And the last one is always talk to yourself like a friend would. Yes, our um, if your thoughts were your best friend, would you like to hang out with them? Yes, and at the yeah. same time too, what would you say to your friend if you're having thoughts like you are right now? Yeah, I'm just telling you, there's no one, there's no, there's no way a friend will be coming into you. <laughs> just imagine that your friend comes in, I'm telling you all these things and I'm just like making it worse with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I understand. <laughs> you never do um, that as a and friend. And I'm, I'm pretty sure we've all had friends like that and they ha don't last too long. No, but how would how would you talk to your best friend, the yeah. person you love and care for? How would you talk to that person is how you should be talking to yourself. I understand. So when you hear these thoughts, list them down and start talking to yourself, learning what it means to start talking to yourself in a way that shows compassion and love. Yeah, because we all give great advice, don't we? <laughs> I got the best advice ever. And I'm telling you, when I get lost in thought, I am not saying any of these things to myself. Yeah, yeah, I do a degree. I get there. I get yeah, there. Yeah, get there. Get there. Get there. With the, the, the 
the latency of getting there is getting shorter and shorter. So. That's where the beauty of this work is. The beauty yeah. of the work is that latency is sort of like, all right, cool. Like we always say, I always say anyways, that I would be like, you don't want this to be a weak thing that lasts for seven days. Mm. You want it to come up. And if you can sort that out in 24 hours and truly understand the whole situation to let it go properly, yep. then it's, you've got your life back. Yeah, you got six days back that you almost lost. Mm. Like that is the importance of doing the work. I understand, and I love the fact that you broke it down because, like, it's it's not all about looking at your thoughts and and taking a deep dive into them and stuff. Sometimes you just got to live life and not be so much in your head. And hundred percent, but it, I have found if you do find those points that those thoughts are just reoccurring pain for you. They need to be observed so, um, so you can find the best truth that serves you. So you get to choose the truth that serves you. Yeah, well, SP says this, um, the more you resist, the more it persists. Yeah. And that is facts. Yeah. Like, it's okay. Like this, I gave you some steps to sort of not face it in the moment just to deal with that. But it's sort of like, if this continues mm. to show up, like what Nixon is saying, like what Nixon is saying, it's it's time to dive. 100%, 100%. And there's like, and we're, you know, we're, I'm I'm an overthinker. Like I I definitely do overthink sometimes, and I get in my head. So it was I took a deeper dive down this and really applied things. And I touched in the last episode, but it's breaking down into fact and truth. So for me, I found it helpful just to write it down, whether it be in journaling or just write it down there in the moment, whatever I can find. Because if you're anything like me. You, your thoughts kind of before you can actually identify that thought it goes into another thought it goes to another thought so in order if you slow it down by writing it out it slows the whole thought process down and that's what you focus on so it's also something to kind of and you catch the nonsense yeah like yeah because you write it down because you know you're not going to put energy physically yeah into writing that sentence yeah because you already claimed it it's not true yeah. So you're already, yeah, it's mad. It's and mad. I write down honestly, like if it's ugly and there's so many things that we write down, like, oh, I don't want to write. This is just for you. You can you can throw it out afterwards if you want. You can burn it. Do whatever you want to do. Get rid of the evidence. I, want, I wonder if it'll burn harder than my last note. Right? Oh, mate. <laughs> I heard that you told me there was a lot of ink on that one. Um, but we, you know, and, and I write it down and I break it down and I'm like, okay, cool. What are the facts in here? Um, I'll bring up the one from last week is is the I was hey Nixon you really struggled to, during hit today um, you really saw uh, why don't you just give it a break and not not go to training tomorrow and the facts are yes I'm really sore the facts are yeah I'm, I struggled um, and I'm sorry at the end of it it was like I, it's not worth it that was part of it Facts are is, well, that's not true at all. That's not a fact at all, that it's not worth it. And then I identify the truths. It's like, cool, the truth that I choose is, yeah, I struggled, but I showed up for myself. Um, and then, yeah, I'm sore, but that's just a representation of the love that I'm giving myself by showing up for myself. And is it, it's not worth it? You should, you should not go to training the next day? Well, that's the truth that I choose is no, I, it is worth it because I'm worth it. So it's a truth that both see everything is true in when I was saying that, like the, before I actually read it down, it was in my thought. It was true. hundred percent. It was true in my mind. It was true in my mind. That's what made me feel that way. But 
I chose the truth that served me mm. through my own design. So, and you just change you just change it to the the truth that caused you less pain. And congratulations if you can do that. Now that now that you've done that, you've changed the, that thought through your own design instead of bottling it up and then coming out in a harmful way, whether it be with ourselves or others. Like if you're anything like me, um, our relation, my relationship, kind of brings out like brings out when I'm kind of untruthful to myself or have selected a truth that doesn't serve me because I get defensive. Um, and then this goes into, you know, these, when we're talking about relationships, we, misunderstandings, assumptions and misunderstandings are, they're just conflicts of truth. So knowing that, freeing yourself and knowing that the truth is subjective to the person and we think about where we're going and I've been in arguments before and I get myself in a, like I dig my heels in and I think it's a demonstration of personal strength and pride. I feel like i got to, but really I'm just defending something of a truth that doesn't serve me, that causes me more pain. And going into a, a moment of defensiveness where it's like, you made me feel this way. Reality it is. I made myself feel this way by thinking of you in this particular way. Like, as it, <laughs> I, how, when I'm <laughs> reacting in the moment, I'm not really, rea I'm not really reacting with anyone but myself. Like, <laughs> I, I, when you're that deep into a defensive argument, how often do you remember exactly word for word, like what that person says? Like, do you tune out to a certain degree? No, nah, I'm, I'm a little bit. I'm pretty fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I try not to. I'll try not to lose any detail, but I might get a little bit caught up in the uh, overanalyzing. You, foc you focus on the details that serve your argument, though. Yeah, and then I might. I'm like, oh, did you say that? I'm like, yeah, hundred percent. Did I say that? And I'm like, and I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna play. I'm gonna play blind here. Hundred percent. But like, it's like you focus on the things that support that ego and the argument. Mm. That's the things. Like, it's like they're in caps locks, and the older other things are the the, the parts of love and that are very, very small and fine print that you can't even see it. So it's funny how those words are still there, but you don't, because your thought of that re of that causes that reaction. So it's um, like, I'm, 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 I'm working progress. You know, my partner Faye will tell you that um, I've got a long way to go. <laughs> and this is not just um, romantic relationships. This is friendships, business, um, business partnerships, and just, social friendships in general like we all have these moments with um people i think it's just the ones that hurt us the most are the ones in um in a romantic situation yeah and the moments of reflection i think uh like after an argument i'm like what the fuck am i defending <laughs> like I'm, I'm like what honestly what am i defending i'm just defending a thought that didn't serve me like it would just cause pain not only cause pain to myself but cause pain to this person that i care about that i have this relationship with whether it be friendship or whatever and i choose and then it's like well i choose to stop repeating this cycle of pain so that's like for me that's where it applies and how do you how do you do that so as far as <laughs> well still like i said it's a work in progress uh but 
again, what would love do? <laughs> Best question ever, isn't it? Yeah, what would love do? And knowing that coming into it and getting to realization is like, okay, cool. If I notice that my blood's boiling a little bit, I'm like, okay, cool. I'm not, okay, what's my thought? I'm angry at this thought. I'm not angry at this person. And then act accordingly. And look, I'm not saying this an easy, easy thing to do. Like, in a weird kind of way, I, I don't want it to happen, but I look forward to the next fight argument, so to speak, just to, to kind of practice it out because you can't really practice it out and until there's there's certain certain part of resistance itself. So, yeah, stay tuned. I'll let you know. Yeah. Um. That too, when you it's it's kind of it's a bit hard too when it comes to that topic because when you sort of do that whole what would love do you have to kind of know that it's gonna be it's you do it for yourself more so than you do it for the other partner you got to come into these arguments and these when you get caught up in these thoughts or picking up this ego egoic self into trying to prove whatever you want to prove in the moment why you should be doing what what love do it's just it's it's for yourself really you're really doing it for yourself so you can leave everything there with love intent so you don't drag on this argument yep and then drag on the bitterness drag on everything because you didn't get that egoic self didn't get what it wanted in the moment mm. so it, and it's and this is where it's hard i think it's hard because when you come with, with what it would love do technically it might feel one-sided but you're doing it for yourself. You're not doing it for them. You're not coming into love. Yeah, you are. Don't get me wrong. We are. But you're really doing it for yourself. Like you, when you say, what is love? What would love do in this situation? You're doing it because you want to have this feeling resolved in you. Mm. And it, that's where it's a little, I find that a little bit tough when it comes to in situations because they can say some fucked up shit. Mm. And the egoic self is going to, wants to defend itself. And you're trying but to do what is love. Then you choose a healthy distraction from there. Yeah, but that's what I mean. You, when you come to these things, some of these sometimes these things feel very one-sided when it comes into arguments. So I'm just I'm just telling you guys, this, if it feels like that, push through with love and um, try and resolve it for love. But not so much for the couple, but for yourself. Yeah, it's for yourself, so you can walk away with it with no bitterness, and you can walk away with um, the the feelings at least minimized or dropped. Yeah, and actually, I've found that too. Where say if I'm in a heated discussion, I, I have the thing is like. I, I do want to resolve this, but I need some space right now. So I don't actually like bite back with a venomous tongue right now. So I just need that space right now. So we like, I don't say anything I regret or we both regret. So yeah, I think that's fine to have that. that. I think that's more than fine. That's actually a very good tip. Yeah. Tip. yeah. That is a very just good Just create tip. space for you. So yeah, you can actually break down and break it down, so to speak. But that in, that is just that that there is just the 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 what you do when you're at that reactive state when mm. you know you're about to react. Yeah, and you could already got feel that it. raging bull inside. And you, you know if it's going to come from a bad place of anger, sadness, or bitterness. Yeah, you you best thing to do is pull away. Yeah, give yourself some space before you actually um, speak. Yeah, hundred percent. That's the that's the thing. If you can always you have always have the the choice to to create space of like between you and reaction, you know? Um, but if we just, was there anything else or were we ready for a recap? No, that's, that's it. I'm sure we'll, we won't help ourselves, but go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so just, uh, just a wrap up of, of, of takeaways from today's, today's app. Um, facts and uh, facts versus truth. So facts are based on reality. So gravity is, is a fact. 
Uh, truth is subjective to the individual um, and their feeling on a particular event or subject. Um, the thing is not the thing or the event is not the cause of the pain. It's the thought of the thing or event. Um, and then, you know, misunderstandings are just just a they're just conflicts of of truths, and everyone has their own truths. Um, and it's then when the ego comes in and defend it, that's where some toxicity can come into. Just so, just be aware, just be aware of that. Um, and you, ha- did you have any takeaways as well from 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 your points? No, I think we've covered them, and you're just going through them now. But yeah, just uh, I think it's more so when we get caught up into those things. Go back to those steps that I uh, referenced earlier, mm. and just uh, and they are just more so that you not you don't react in a ex- externally react to people. And then internally take in a reaction. Yeah. So I think that's super important that we don't we don't suppress or absorb. Yeah. Because the worst thing that we can do in these moments is to suppress these feelings and these emotions because suppression will create another reaction because all you're doing is allowing the past to stay with you. Yeah. So that past experience is going to continue and stay with you. So when this experience comes back into reality now, yep. I'm going to respond in the same way that I've known how. And that's from a past experience. So what we're trying to do with all these things to come into um, understand facts and truths is so you can guys can sort of deal or have the opportunity to sort of understand what's going on in the moment. So it no longer becomes a past experience that you react from, but a past experience that you learnt from. So you can create a new response to your future self, if that makes sense. hundred percent it does. Um, and Charlie, we're going to do a sneak peek. Um, we are, we're starting to build a community um, around men as far as creating a, a, a space and a community in which men can come together, talk about being fathers and, and stuff. So if you really want, if you're really resonating with these and you're, uh, and you're a man and you really want to find out more and, and, and ways in which you can tap into your true potential and we... Um, We'll be creating a community uh, with a couple of free events uh, coming up. So please reach out to us on um, Insta or, or Facebook, and that's at Creating Space AU. And uh, because this is going to be our life's work, and we look forward to we're putting plans into action for six months um, to really come out with it. So reach yeah, out. So in six months, we're going to be coming out just dropping a lot of knowledge, things that we find that help us and will continue helping us. Yeah. And we'll be doing a lot of things just to get together and actually just have a laugh. Yeah. Because we actually love laughing. Yeah, I understand. Like we do talk, um, you know, talk a little bit um, intensely and seriously on this on this potty. Um, but we want to just build a community. Like that's what we're focused on on the fir- on the, this next six months is just building a community um, for, for men as well. And look, if... Um, any females out there as well, please reach out. You know, we have a we have a few, um, quite a few followers um, that have already communicated with us as well. And let's keep this conversation going. So if we can show up better, um, that's a good thing. That's a that's a great that's a thing. Very great thing. So um, until uh, until next time, um, enjoy yourselves and observe observe those thoughts and uh, love you. I love you guys. Bye.